It was a very odd experience trying to explain life insurance and the stock market to a five-year-old. Welcome to Cardboard and Wine. I'm Mamie. And I'm Josh. Grab a glass, pull up a chair, and let's talk about some games. Today on the show, we introduce ourselves and what Cardboard and Wine is all about. It's episode zero. Hello, everyone. This is Cardboard and Wine, episode zero, the episode before the episode, the one where we figure out if this is something we really want to do and provide a formal introduction of sorts to who we are and why we're doing this podcast. We're releasing this one along with episode one, which will be more of a quote-unquote normal episode where we talk about a featured game that we enjoy, but this will just be available as a reference in case we get any new listeners who maybe want a primer for what what this is all about and who we are. So who are you? Well, I'm Mamie. Um, I'm your wife. <laughs> we started dating in high school, although we often say we're not really high school sweethearts. And we got married 15 years ago. So we've been married 15 years. Happily married for five, yeah, at exactly. least. <laughs> uh, we have two little kids. They are seven and almost six. I'm a teacher. I teach high school English, and I also do some work in education policy, so I keep pretty busy. And Josh, I, I, I never know how to tell people what you do. Uh, I don't really know what I do. So I guess I'm a scientist by training. I went to graduate school for microbiology, so I studied bacteria and other wee beasties. So I guess it's sort of like living a real-life pandemic, if if. I can put it in that perspective for our listeners. Uh, but more recently, I've, I've stepped out of the lab, and now I work with people who want to become scientists. I love science and also do a lot of sharing the really cool scientific research that's going on with with K-12 through classrooms. So life is pretty busy. We both stay on the go and have a lot going on, but we find time to make time for games. That's an important part of who we are. Yeah, that's been an increasingly big part of who we are. I should say, I guess another thing that I've been involved with for uh, at least the last few years is podcasting, but not about board games, about my my real job, the other things that I do for my career. But as you said, Mamie, we've been playing more and more board games lately and, and decided maybe this is something we would like to talk about in a podcast. Why are we doing that? Well, you know, Board games are something that have been part of our lives for a long time. We we probably played Catan maybe 15 years ago, soon after we were married, and uh, we really enjoyed it at the time. I remember thinking how great it was to find a game that took a little bit more brain power than some of the other things that were popular at the time. Uh, what was that game with where you had like clay or sang songs? Cranium. Cranium, Cranium. Yeah. that's right. So I, I remember when we stumbled on a friend that played Settlers and so a much Cranium. friend that played Carcassonne, we were like relieved to find something that was a little more engaging of our mental power than Cranium, which is funny because the name is Cranium. But yeah, so we started then and we we enjoyed those games and then life happened and we've been busy. Uh, we started 
building our collection, but we haven't found a lot of time to play. In the last few years, Josh started a band and produced an album and started a podcast, and I started a new school, and we had two children, and games were not at the forefront. But uh, last year, in 2017, we made a New Year's resolution that we were going to play 10 games 10 times, and we didn't quite meet that. How did we do, Josh? Well, so we didn't do that, but we did some other things well. So I actually was looking at that, and we didn't play 10 games 10 times, but uh, we actually played 18 different games at least five times. That's pretty good. And, and we played 74 different games last that's year. Amazing. Yeah, so that's amazing for our gaming prowess, but not quite as amazing on our budget for all the, <laughs> those games. Luckily, those weren't all games that we purchased. Um, but, uh, Josh has a bit of a game investment problem. Yeah, an episode I'd like to do sometime are the different personalities of, of board game hobbyists. And I think I might least part of me being the collector phenotype. You are definitely a collector. Thinking about how we got into games, Mamie, you're right. We started playing some of these more strategy board games that I'm sure some of our listeners would recognize, like you said, about 15 years ago. But I've remembered enjoying board games ever since I was a little kid, really, as long as I remember. And just a few weeks ago, I was visiting my parents' house with my kiddos, and Mamie, you were out of town on a work trip. And, and they were cleaning out their basement and they had two big boxes full of board games from my childhood. And, and most of these were the usual fare from the 80s, like the Parker Brothers, you know, there was the Monopoly, Sorry, Battleship, Life. Did you have Mall Madness? Uh, I never had Mall Madness. Oh, I had Mousetrap. You remember that uh, yeah. one? I don't think it ever worked the way it did on the TV commercials. But as a side note, actually, I brought back home a couple of those games, including Life, which I remember particularly being fond of to play with babysitters that I had when my parents would, would go out on a date. And Life, not quite as fun as I remember it being. <laughs> <laughs> also, it was, a very, it was a very odd experience trying to explain life insurance and the stock market to a five-year-old. But Did you talk about the difference between choosing the teacher and the doctor as a career option? Well, it's funny you should mention that because uh, our seven-year-old daughter ended up on the doctor track and and was making, I believe it was $50,000 a year. And my five-year-old son and I both ended up on the university track making <laughs> $18,000 a year, which actually is not quite that much of a stretch. So she had quite an advantage in life, the board game. Sadly, that might be somewhat accurate. Yeah. So anyway, I think I've gone on too much about life. Uh, maybe we'll review it for a future show. Probably not. No. <laughs> but I guess what I'm trying to say is that board games have been at least somewhat part of my life for a really long time. I really think one of the big things that, that changed for us within the last year was starting a weekly game night group. And so I guess, yeah, it's been over a year, year and a half that we've had this Wednesday night gaming group. And I think this was a really key component of making board games a regular, consistent part of our lives. Yeah, we, we found a few friends who were equally into gaming. Josh uh, picked up a guy at a coffee shop, and we started hosting regularly on Wednesday night. We put the kids in bed, and we play games. And I, I don't even know how many new games we've played as a result of those Wednesday nights. Yeah, we played just played a lot of different games. And I think one thing that's been really cool about that is all the members of the board game group, we all seem to have relatively similar tastes in games. So that's been good. But even beyond that, I think it's been the consistency of the gaming that's really been useful for us in developing as gamers and really making board gaming just a part of the natural rhythm of our life. It's almost like the Wednesday night gaming group has become a, a non-negotiable for me. I've, it's on my calendar and I'm very careful not to schedule 
other commitments over Wednesday night gaming group. Yeah, and along with Wednesday nights, we also play usually at least once most weekends. I would say it's not unusual for us to spend at least two evenings a week doing some kind of gaming, which is kind of unique for us. We're not long-time serious gamers. We actually just recently attended our first gaming convention, a convention called Whose Turn Is It Anyway here in Durham, North Carolina, where we live. You know, it's not been something that's been a a long-term part of our schedule in our life, but we are excited to be spending more of our time doing that gaming. We just recently booked our registration for the Dice Tower Con in July. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, I'm hoping that will work out. That would be our first sort of big uh, national convention. The local one Mamie was talking about, the Who's Turn convention, is about 300 people, and, and the Dice Tower one seems much larger. So so we're hoping hoping that works out. The way we even ended up at the convention, it was sort of a last last minute thing. We found out, I found out about it the, the week of because I was trying to track down a copy of, of the game Antiquity and was having a really hard time because it seemed to be sold out everywhere. And I saw on Amazon that it was available from Cape Fear Games, which is a North Carolina game seller, uh, just a couple hours down the road. So I decided to check out their website and it said they had 89 copies in stock. And I thought, well, there's, there's no way they have 89 copies. I, I can't find a copy anywhere. So I reached out to them and, and it turned out Andrew, who is the manager of Cape Fear Games, got back to me and said, well, yeah, we had a little ordering mistake. We actually do have 89 copies. And if you want, I could bring you one. I'm going to be in your town for this gaming convention this weekend. To which I responded, well, what gaming convention? So long story short, we were able to squeeze in and, and we attended. Find and had a, a babysitter. Find a babysitter. And we spent a lot of hours gaming just a few weekends ago and, and also met some cool folks uh, in our town who are also gamers. So trying to expand that gaming network. But all this is really to say, you know, one, one reason we thought about doing this podcast was as, as busy as we are, our lives with our careers and our family and other projects, we realized we've really made a conscious choice to make gaming a regular part of our lives and, and has become a big part of our lives and something we really enjoy, not just as something to do for fun, but a way that we enjoy spending time with each other, uh, but also a way that we enjoy meeting and spending time with other people we care about, like our friends and family. Yeah, that whole our whole name, Cardboard and Wine, comes out of sort of our gaming philosophy. You know, we enjoy having good times with good people. And good games, in a lot of ways, are, are like a good wine. You know, a, a really good game gets better the more time you play it, better with age, as you would. Plus, I just really like wine and always have a glass of wine handy whenever we're gaming. Including now. That's true. And I am typically... A little worried in the back of my mind that she might spill it <laughs> on the games, but Have I? Uh, there was just that one time. Oh yeah, Kayla's. Uh, and, and actually, ironically, it was not a glass of wine, but it was actually a beer. Uh, the The first time that we ever broke open my copy of Kayla's, uh, we set everything up. We had a five player game, which is pretty intense for Kayla's, but the table was pretty tight and packed, and Mamie's errant right hand knocked over the bottle of beer that went right on that Kalis board. But hey, you but know everything what? was cleaned up very nice and easy. No lasting damage. Yeah, those uh, whatever that laminate they put on those boards is, is a miracle uh, <laughs> godsend because it wiped right up and no no problems whatsoever. So so that's a little bit about who we are. And and I think that the format of the show is going to be 
is not us going on and on talking about ourselves. So that's why we wanted to make this an episode zero and one that we will we will probably release at the same time as, as a real episode. But I think really all we want this to be is just a venue to talk about some of the games that we enjoy playing with each other and people we care about in the hopes that, that maybe you'll discover some games that might be fun for you and your friends and family to play also. And certainly we love connecting with other gamers. So if, if you like what you hear, or you want to give us some feedback, or you've even got some ideas for things that you would like to hear us talk about on this show, you can visit our website, cardboardandwine.com, or we would love for you to reach out. You can send us a tweet at boardandwine, or you can send us an email, cardboardandwine at gmail.com. And actually, Mamie, you don't know this, but I have created a guild on Ooh, Board Game Geek. a guild. A guild, yeah. And um, I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm, I'm not quite into the Board Game Geek world yet. Not that you have to be, but if you are into that, uh, I've created a little Board Game Geek guild. We'll see if that takes off, if, if people enjoy that, if people start listening to the show. But also, you could leave us a review on iTunes, and we'd love to hear from you. And since we're a brand new podcast, that actually helps new listeners to find the show. Awesome. Well, until next time, cheers and happy gaming. <laughs>